the Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 10th chapter. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered right. Do this and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers, who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. And he went to him, and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, then set him on his own beast and brought him to an end and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers. He said, the one who showed mercy to him. And Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. The gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Before beginning the sermon, I'd like to share a little bit about myself. My name is Debbie Martin, and I live in Salisbury. I work part-time in administration for the North Carolina Lutheran Men in Mission. Last year, I enrolled in a program initiated by the North Carolina Synod called Lay Preaching Certification. It was designed with the purpose of helping small parishes have worship service, since many of them cannot afford to have a pastor. As the list of supply pastors continue to decrease, it is hoped that those certified as lay preachers can help resolve this issue. We are also a resource for pastors serving congregations who need a well-deserved vacation. I am not ordained. However, this program has offered and required the participating students 
to attend multiple retreats with emphasis on interpreting scripture and sermon writing. On May 30th of this year, our group of 14 was commissioned by Bishop Kim Smith. As we turn our attention to the gospel, I want to deliberately take a second before and after the prayer for us to center and focus on God. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Jesus is challenged to explain to explain what is involved in obeying the greatest commandment. He tells a parable rich in surprises. Those expected to show pity display hard hearts. While the lowly give and receive unexpected and lavish mercy. A wounded healer is someone who has experienced pain or suffering and through this experience gains empathy and knowledge that helps them heal others who are experiencing similar pains. The Samaritan could be an example of a wounded healer because he has suffered the status of an outcast. This experience could be why he, unlike the priest and the Levite, notices the plight of the person on the other side of the road and provides help. Jesus points to the Samaritan as the person in the parable who should be imitated. One could interpret this as a recommendation to help those in need. But another way to understand this parable is that it is a call for us to recognize the identity that we share with both the Samaritan and the wounded person. We too are outcasts in this world, wounded by the unmerciful ways in which this way this world works. God, who would become like us in Jesus, gives us the healing and the mercy that we truly need. Many years ago, I heard a story that demonstrates this very point, and I'd like to share it with you. It's called The Ragman, and it was written by Walter Wangeren, Jr. Even before the dawn one Friday morning, I noticed a young man, handsome and strong, walking the alleys of our city. He was pulling an old cart filled 
with, with clothes, bright and new. And he was calling in a clear voice, rags, rags, new rags for old. I'll take your tired rags. Now this is a wonder, I thought to myself, for the man stood six foot four and his arms were like tree limbs, hard and muscular, and his eyes flashed intelligence. Soon the ragman saw a woman sitting on her porch. She was sobbing into her handkerchief, sighing and shedding a thousand tears. Her shoulders shook, her heart was breaking. The ragman stopped his cart and quietly he walked over to her. Give me your rag and I'll give you mine. He slipped the handkerchief from her eyes and she looked up and laid across her palm was a linen cloth so clean and so new that it shined. She blinked from the gift to the giver. Then the ragman did a strange thing. He put the stained handkerchief to his own face. And then he began to weep, to sob as grievously as she had done his shoulders shaking. Yet she was left without a tear. Rags, rags, new rags for old. In a little while, the rag band came upon a girl whose head was wrapped in a bandage and whose eyes were empty. Blood soaked her bandage and a single line of blood ran down her cheek. Now the tall ragman looked upon this child with pity, and he drew a lovely yellow bonnet from his cart. Give me your rag, he said. I'll give you mine. The child could only gaze at him while he loosened the bandage, removed it, and tied it to his own head. The bonnet, he said on her. And I gasped at what I saw, for with the bandage went the wound. Against his brow it ran a darker, more substantial blood, his own. Rags, rags, I take all rags, cried the sobbing, bleeding, strong, intelligent ragman. Are you going to work? He asked the man who leaned against the telephone pole. Man shook his head. Ragman said, do you have a job? Are you crazy? Sneered the other. 
and he pulled away from the pole to reveal he had no arm. So, said the rag man, give me your jacket. I'll give you mine. The one-armed man took off his jacket. So did the rag man. And I trembled at what I saw, for the rag man's arm stayed in its sleeve. And when the other put it on, he had two good arms. Thick as tree limbs, but the rag man had only one. Go to work. After that, he found a drunk, lying unconscious beneath an army blanket. An old man, hunched, shriveled, and sick. He took that blanket, wrapped it round himself, but for the drunk, he left no clothes. I was trying to keep up with the rag man, though he was weeping uncontrollably and bleeding freely at his forehead, pulling the cart with one arm, stumbling for drunkenness, falling again and again, exhausted and old, old and sick, yet he moved with terrible speed. He came to a land field, and he climbed a hill. With tormented labor, he cleared a little space on that hill, and he lay down. He pillowed his head on the handkerchief and the jacket, and covered his bones with an army blanket. And he died. I was so upset that I cried myself to sleep. And I slept through that Friday night and through that Saturday night. But on Sunday morning, I was awakened by a violence. Light slammed against my face, and I saw the wonder of all. There was the ragman, folding the blanket most carefully, a scar on his forehead, but alive. And not just alive, healthy. I lowered my head and trembling, I walked up to the ragman. I told him my name with shame, for I was a sorry figure next to him. And then I took off all my clothes, and I said with yearning in my voice, dress me. He dressed me, my Lord. He put new rags on me. And I am a wonder beside of him. The rag man. The rag man. The Christ.
Jesus Christ offers freely to one and all his abundant grace, given in total love, with nothing required or expected from us. In truth, there is nothing that any of us can do to earn or deserve such grace. His grace is a total gift. He comes down to us with his arms open, beckoning us. He wants to embrace us, to hold us, to care for us, to love us. In the parable of the Good Samaritan, we see Christ. He is both the wounded man and the healer. This parable begs me to open my heart to Christ and to all people. Our world is filled with hundreds, thousands of people who go unnoticed. They are the poor, the sick, the homeless, the men and the women beaten by the world just as the wounded man in this parable was beaten. And let us not forget, the most innocent of all the victims are the helpless children who suffer the consequences of violence. If the Good Samaritan is an image of Christ, we are the innkeepers who are to care for the needy until Christ returns. Christ gives us the means to care for those in need. We may not be able to care for every needy person, but we can still make a difference in people's lives. As Mother Teresa is quoted as saying, Be Jesus.